Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We're back, Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, and uh, we're so thankful that you're listening in, and we hope that this has been beneficial for your family. You know, we just uh, started a new series called The Ways the Enemy Attacks the Family, and today we're going to take just a quick short break from that. We are going to return to it, but we thought in light of this season of the year mm-hmm. leading up to Christmas uh, that we do something special for everyone and look at something that every family can participate in doing, and that's something called Advent. Yes. Um, and we love that. We love doing it as a family. And um, Steph, why don't you just kind of touch on high points of what this is all about and, and maybe a little bit of why we're doing it uh, with our family. Sure. So we, um, we're timing this right at the beginning of December as this episode will air, which is typically when Advent begins. Um, and really, it's a time where, the, actually, I looked up the word Advent is a Latin word. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Adventus is the word, and it means coming. And so it's really um, this idea of anticipating with longing or expectation what is coming. And in, we know that when we're referring to Christmas, Jesus is what is coming. It is mm-hmm. the story of his birth, um, of Emmanuel, God with us, when he comes to dwell with us. And so in the month of December, um, it's such a wonderful opportunity, I think, with your kids, um, with your spouse, even just time with the Lord, um, to really stop and think about the longing that Advent creates mm-hmm. in us and um, why the coming of Christ would have been such an incredible thing for particularly God's people, the Jews at the time, and why today it's still such an incredible um, part of our faith. And really, it is when the plan of salvation begins. Well, it it begins (laughs) from the beginning of time because it's always in the mind of God, but it's set into motion in a very um, tangible, real way Mm -hmm. when God comes down in the form of a baby, right? That's right. So anyway, we just thought this was kind of a great opportunity to talk about this. And hopefully our goal would be to encourage you um, as a family to try something related to Advent. And we shared a bunch of ideas on our social media pages. And so we hope that you find maybe something there that would spark an idea. We also would love to hear from you. I think it's great when families can kind of collaborate and share what has worked for them what they have found meaningful, um, a resource that you really enjoy. So please participate with us um, in our social media pages in particular so that we can encourage one another. But today we thought we'd dive just a little deeper into Advent and really get to the heart of why do it. Yes. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And I think it's special for us as a family because just a few years ago when Ava was, what, second grade? Uh, first grade. First grade. Mm-hmm. There in Chaska at Jonathan Elementary, um, her teacher – um, asked if any of the students had a tradition mm-hmm. at this season of the year, yep. of Christmas. That they wanted to share with the class. That they wanted to share with the, with the yeah. class. And, um, and so we were able to go in. Actually, I think I was able to go in. Well, here, let me back up. Okay. <laughs> because I think this is why it's sweet. Yeah. Um, she asked the students 
if they had something that they wanted to share with each other in their class. Okay. And so when Ava came home, I remember saying to her, honey, is there something that you would want to share that we do at home? That was kind of the invitation. What do you do at home with your families? Um, and would you like to share with the class? And, you know, I was thinking maybe she'd share like, oh, we build a gingerbread house together or we go on a, a Christmas light tour, you know, those right, kind right. of fun things. And it, what was interesting is right away she was like, mom, mom, let's share about the Jesse tree. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, you know, like that was significant, right? Because yeah. the Jesse tree was our version of Advent. And sure. we're going to talk a little bit about what the Jesse tree is and what that looked like. But I think for you and I, Travis, parents, that was kind of the first time we realized like, oh, this meant something to her. And she was remembering it, retaining it. Um, and she wanted to share it with like her peers. And so I think for us, you know, as parents, you do things and you hope it lands with your kids. But when you have little kids, it's really a delayed, <laughs> a delayed fruit, right? Yeah. You might not know for years if it actually meant something to them. So it was really fun for us to realize, okay, she gets some part of this. Yeah. And we were motivated to kind of continue it in our home, right? And yeah. so we did. You're right. We got to actually go. No, none of the other families responded. Yeah. <laughs> no other parents shared anything. And so her teacher gave us this open platform in her public school mm -hmm. to come in and we were able to read the Christmas story. You read the yeah. Christmas story to her class um, from the Jesus Storybook story Bible, Bible based on Luke 2. And then we shared kind of the tradition of the Jesse tree. We essentially shared the gospel with her yeah. whole class, yeah. which was honestly amazing and one of the greatest opportunities God has given us as a family. Yeah. And I don't know what's more surprising, one, that we got to share in uh, her class, or two, that Ava would mention that something that she looked forward to at this season yeah, of the year totally. was our tradition in our home of the Jesse tree. Which the Jesse tree, if you really think about what was it, what is it, uh, it's looking back at the lineage, really, of Jesse. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, he has a very uh, well-known son, David, yep. and all the people that came after David, eventually leading up to the birth of Christ, mm -hmm. so it's looking at it's looking at pretty much his lineage. And you think about in the Bible, um, genealogy, the lineage of Christ, is something that is historically uh, a fact, as well as it is very significant when we look at um, Advent, because Advent, as you said, is looking forward to the coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the Old Testament. Everything was like an anticipation of his coming. There were prophecies, there was promises of who this Savior would be mm -hmm. in regards to where he would be born, what kind of life he would live, the death he would die, the fact that he would be raised from the dead. Um, these things were promised mm -hmm. um, and then fulfilled in Christ. And so um, the Old Testament is so important as we look at the fact that um, genealogy in particular, mm -hmm. these characters— in these stories, mm -hmm. they're not just random, accidental, right. um, just happenstance stories that God put in the Bible. No, every single one of them is significant because every single story whispers his name. Yeah. Yeah. I think even, you know, you think back to like the parting of the Red Sea, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Jesus or God put these pictures of what his salvation was going to look like. Noah and the ark yep. is a picture of the deliverance of God, right? That's right. And so I think that's one thing when we realized what this Jesse tree thing was, it was such a neat way for us as parents to help connect the dots, yeah. I would say, for our kids yeah. and give them sort of a big picture overview of the story of God mm -hmm. and how all these um, like smaller storylines 
woven together actually paint this beautiful picture of redemption. Yeah. And like you said, every single story in the Bible whispers the name of Jesus, points to Jesus. Um, I heard a pastor once say that there's a scarlet thread throughout the entire Old Testament that's tied to the cross. Yeah. And so every time you read something, you want to find that scarlet thread. That's right. And so I think this um, this little act of Advent that we do or we have done um, is us reading through these Old Testament accounts, kind of one per mm-hmm. day through the month of December. And then when we get done with the reading or whatever, um, we help the kids see the scarlet thread. Yeah. We help them see how this pointed to Christ or how this was a picture of salvation um, or it showed us a truth about who God is. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little corresponding ornament um, that hangs on a tree yeah. that you know we, we bought at Target or whatever. Um, and so that is a way that we can kind of walk through the big picture of Scripture with them in anticipation of the ultimate gift, which was Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's why we've done it. Um, Absolutely. And why we love it. And I think speaking of Scarlet Thread, you know, you look at something like Matthew one mm-hmm. that gives us genealogy, and I think Matthew one, um, a lot of people just skip over <laughs> that part. I know, <laughs> you know, in my early days as a follower of Christ, I didn't really understand the genealogy, so I just I just skip over it. <laughs> <laughs> but now, you know, studying the Bible more and more, you see that um, God has placed it there in purpose yeah. um, because it does point to the fact that um, that the gospel is for everyone. Yep. And when you think about the scarlet thread, our minds go to a particular story, mm. and that's with, with Rahab. And as you look at um, these people listed in Matthew 1, mm-hmm. again, this is so important to understand the why we do Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at someone like Rahab, you look at someone like Ruth, you have these two women who, um, when you think about who they are, you have, you have Ruth, who's the Moabite, mm-hmm. right, foreigner, uh, and then you have Rahab, who is uh, a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Because of who Ruth was and because of what Rahab did, they would have been considered outsiders, mm-hmm. and they would have been treated as less than. You know, you think about genealogies, and they were so important to people back then because ultimately that's how you establish your worth. Look who I come from. Right. Look at the line of people I descend from, right? That was huge to people back then. And uh, you think about someone like Herod in particular. He uh, actually is documented that he doctored his own genealogy to leave out nefarious and uh, disreputable characters from <laughs> his lineage because he didn't want to be associated with them because you found your worth in who you came from. And oh. so he omitted some of these particular names so to make it look like, at least from a parent standpoint, that he came from a line of awesomeness <laughs> 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 with no shady characters. Uh, per se, that he came from, but we know that's not true. <laughs> and so, but then you have Jesus, and you have his genealogy. You think, how cool is this? He purposely places these particular women yep. in his genealogy to let us know that well, there's a there's room for anyone in his family, yeah. regardless of who you are mm-hmm. or what you've done or your past. Mm-hmm. Christ makes room for us and his family. And we can, because of John chapter 1, uh, when we trust Jesus, we can be born again, not of the will of flesh or, or, or the will of man, but born of God and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we can have a new bloodline that extends not from Adam and Eve, but from Jesus, mm-hmm. a royal bloodline 
by which being born into his family as sons and daughters of the king. That is incredible. And so I think Christmas is, is in particular is so special because we see the gospel played out even in something like the genealogy where we see these characters of the Old Testament whose lives were lived in such a manner, such a way that they ultimately pointed to a Savior who was coming. And so as you look at these characters and you think about, oh, wow, this is so cool. This is not accidental. This was on purpose. The predetermined plan of God to bring about salvation for humanity through his son, Jesus Christ. It makes me think of Psalm 34. Um, This is really cool. Actually, it's Psalm 33. I'll just read this real quick. It says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation plans of his heart from generation. It was in the heart of God to bring about salvation. And as you look at the Old Testament, all these characters, all these people uh, ultimately played a role in, in pointing to a Savior, anticipating his coming in so many ways, pictured as an example of, of what Christ, who he would be like. And so, yeah, I, I just think, you think about the why, why this is important. Uh, it's, it's, it's important because we see so much of the heart of God, even within something like a genealogy, we see the gospel message mm-hmm. portrayed. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Advent's supposed to do, is help us understand from a big picture perspective, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the waiting, I think um, we can relate maybe to the waiting in a way we never have yeah. <laughs> because of 2020. Right. Um, I feel like we're all in, we're living in a state of waiting and longing. And from the world's perspective, I would say there's a longing for um, better days ahead, mm-hmm. but there's not necessarily a hope to hinge it on. Mm-hmm. And, and yet in Christ, we have an unbelievable hope. We have a sure hope to put all of our longing on. And so Christmas, um, the birth of Christ, is one of those massive markers in the story of God Mm -hmm. where we can really see um, the anticipation of a coming hope. And that even though it was a baby Mm -hmm. who was born and not necessarily like a mighty kingdom that was ushered in, which is what the Jews were hoping for, right? Right. So it didn't look like what they thought Mm -hmm. or even wanted, but God had a purpose in it. And so I just think right. there's never been a better time to look at Advent because we. I think in 2020 we may understand some of the dynamics of this waiting differently mm-hmm. because now we've had this crazy year of, my goodness, nothing but interruptions and waiting and longing and yeah. misplaced expectations and disappointments, um, disappointments and galore. Things being canceled. and Yeah, it's just such an interesting timing. And so anyway, we I think what's exciting about that is, you know, sometimes when it comes to parenting and imparting spiritual truth in our mm-hmm. kids, we get so wrapped up in the um, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to bring this up. I don't even know what to talk about. Right. And so that's why Advent is such a neat thing because it's the perfect opportunity for you to really lay down some spiritual truth in your home yeah. simply by looking at what Christmas is all about. Right. Right? And we think about these stories. We think about what God has done in redemption history, um, that his plans, though at times it lived out through uh, flawed people, was never canceled. Right. 
it, it, it was never God was never perplexed by the sinful choices of, of the very people who chose to, to, to bring about redemption ultimately that would come through his son Jesus Christ. And so I think that gives us hope mm-hmm. that no matter how chaotic and crazy our world is, mm-hmm. God's plans uh, are not going to be canceled. That's right. He's not going to be dethroned. Yeah. He is not going to be um, voted out of office. <laughs> yep. Yep. He holds that perpetually. And, uh, and so I think for our kids to understand these stories um, gives them a, a sense of hope mm-hmm. and anticipation of not only that Christ did come the first time, but he's coming again. Absolutely. His plan is still in motion. In yep. Yep. And I think, you know, as I was driving here, um, kind of preparing to record this with you today, I was thinking about the idea that, you know, of course, this is awesome to do with our kids. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that, that we have really embraced as a family. Um and as parents, I guess, but almost more than how great it, it is with our kids, I need Advent more than ever mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think this is um, so much, it, it's about the posture of our heart, yeah. right? And so as we come into Christmas season, um, it's so easy to get distracted by a million things mm-hmm. and so much of it good, mm-hmm. like fun family traditions and you know, decking out our homes and in our old life, entertaining and going to things like all of those things are good things, but they're not the most important thing. And the most important thing is this, this shift of turning our hearts toward God. Yeah. Right. And, and um, not letting him get overlooked with all the other things. And I think as a, as a mom, as a wife, as a person (laughs) in 2020, my heart feels pulled in a thousand ways. Um, And so I think I need the discipline, the practice um, of Advent, of of intentionally turning my heart toward God. That's right. Maybe even more than my kids need it. (laughs) I mean, they need it. But I think it's so good for us as moms and dads, as husbands, as wives, um, as just people to really take the time to do something intentional in the next month here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we've just, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how we do this and we have found this particular way we'd like to do it, but there's a million ways to turn your heart to Christ. Yeah. Um, and so we want to encourage you that just because we do it one way, we're not saying that you should do that in mm-hmm. your home. I think that's the beauty of um, coming before the Lord and asking him, like, Lord, help us. Yeah. Like, what should we do? What do our, what stage are our kids in and what do they need? And and what's going on in my own heart? Like, what would be a good choice that I could make here? And so knowing that it's going to look different for yeah. everybody and everybody's families and kids are at different places. And so we're just sharing what works for the Armstrongs right now, mm-hmm. knowing that next year it might be different. Right. Um, but there's so many things. I think, you know, even... I was struck today by I had uh, Christmas music playing in the background at home, which I love to do in the month of December. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I like that is that when we actually play it through our Pandora station on our TV, and I like that too because then the TV is off except for worship music mm-hmm. all day long. And I just think that's a that's an easy way for me to um, have kind of these great Christmas hymns playing full of truths about who God is that interrupt me throughout the day, right? Totally. Set the tone in our home a little bit. Right. Um, and worship songs are essentially sermons that you can remember. Totally. Yep. 
But I think, as you were saying, it's so easy to drift at this time of year and attach our hearts to the things that are good, Mm -hmm. Christmas presents and decorating for Christmas and all the other things that come with this season of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's important that our hearts get anchored to that which is the best. Yes. We don't want want the good to become an enemy of the best. And the best is having our hearts really just tied to... uh, who Christ is mm-hmm. and, uh, and what he ultimately would do with the cross for us. Uh, and that's why I think we do this Advent, mm-hmm. to help remember, to help refresh, to help rejuvenate us, mm-hmm. and to, to, to remember that this is the point of the season mm-hmm. and that we want our kids to understand that truth as well, mm-hmm. for them not to drift off to the other things that so easily they can become attached to, but instead, by through, going through these stories, their hearts would be attached to Christ. Yeah, and we've you know we've had to count the cost of it too, which right. is we have to make time for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think me speaking um, a couple of years ago, I had to kind of reconcile like maybe every year we don't get to the gingerbread house, mm-hmm. <laughs> or we don't get all the cookies made that would be fun to make, or you know I don't spend time on decorating that room in that way or whatever. Yeah. There have been some things that we've just had to kind of. The Christmas cards don't get sent. That happens almost every year. <laughs> they get printed, just not sent. Um, we've had to sort of make the the choice that where we want to put our best effort is trying to do this every day with the kids. Yeah. So usually for us, that is after dinner. Um, sometimes it's been around the dinner table. This season, that really doesn't work very well because we have a two-year-old. So often yeah. it's like in the family room, and um, it's not ever perfect you know, sometimes no. you and I look at each other like, <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> you and I got it, but um, I'm pretty sure it didn't land on any of them. Um, and yet God can take even those chaotic yeah. times where we're trying. Right. And for those of you listening, good. we have a family just like yours. Yes. Our kids don't wake up in the morning and come down the stairs and say, Father, read the good book to us. <laughs> I wish that would happen. You know, and I right. wish they would speak kindly to each other when they're having breakfast instead of right. constantly fighting. Um, so we have a family just like yours. Absolutely. It's, full with, it's filled with, with sinful people, including mm-hmm. their parents. Yep. Um, but yet this is such a great opportunity uh, for us to be mindful of the fact that we need the gospel. Yes. And to do our best to uh, strive to implement the gospel in, in, in what we do as a family. And I think Advent is such a good way to do that. Yeah. So I wanted to share just a really practical um, kind of reasons why we need Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have to tell you, I stumbled on just an incredible um, Instagram post from a gal who I have really been benefiting from this year. She's a counselor. She's a believer. Um, she works with kids in particular, um, deals with a lot of anxiety, uh, that you know, kids who are dealing with anxiety. But she has shared so many practical parenting tips especially in this year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she shared um, yesterday was about Advent. Why do Advent right. and why right. do our kids need it? And I just felt like it was so helpful for me, and I think maybe it would be helpful for listeners today too. So I just want to share a little bit about what she said. Um, she kind of made the point that, you know, in this season with kids right now where life is so much about a pandemic <laughs> and everything being canceled Um, this is a time, if ever, to lean into this idea of waiting with hope. Because again, like we said, in the world, there's just not a lot of hope regarding this whole set of circumstances, right? And so to really help our kids understand that the wait for Jesus, 
was um, something that was hard. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. It was 400 years of silence. Yeah. You know, Malachi and the right. New Testament. And so it wasn't easy. Um, just like our life right now doesn't feel very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God was doing something in the waiting, and he had already been preparing mm-hmm. um, his people in so many ways for his son to come. And so helping them start to kind of get that bigger picture idea is such a beautiful thing in the middle of where we are in 2020. Right. And so she talked about there's really three things um, that our kids need uh, in around this idea of Advent. And one of them is that kids need anticipation. And so okay. just like we're talking about now, um, you know, this has been a year where it feels like every time we anticipate something, it gets canceled mm-hmm. or it gets taken away. And um, I'm reminded of in uh, Romans 8, verse 24, it says, For in this hope we were saved. Yeah. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Patiently. And again, you yeah. know, the birth of Christ is a waiting for what they could not see. Right. What they did not have yet. And so um, in that... And I think, too, like... Um, as it says in Romans 10, those who place their faith in Christ will not be disappointed. Absolutely. Yep. You're going to be disappointed in a lot of things in yep. this world. Yep. And it doesn't pan out the way you wanted it to or expected it to, but you will not be disappointed in placing your trust in Jesus. Yep. And so the, the practice of Advent lends itself to this so beautifully because every day or every Sunday or however you structure it in your family, you are doing something, reading something, looking forward to the birth of Jesus. So you're building that kind of anticipation with your kids. And so like in our home, it's they get to hang an ornament every single night leading up to the birth of Christ. And that they, they enjoy that. Like yeah. that's something fun to look forward to for them. Um, the second thing is that kids really need purpose right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopelessness is rampant. rampant. Anxiety is on the rise. And when we um, give purpose we can counter mm-hmm. some of that. Mm-hmm. And so she just talked about how one of the, the ways that we want to do that is to shift their thinking, our thinking, from everything that is being taken from us or everything that's a big disappointment or just frankly from us yeah. thinking about ourselves all the time and shift it instead to thinking about others. And in particular, how can we give to somebody else? How could we serve mm-hmm. somebody else as a family? And so mm-hmm. I love that idea that, um, you know, this would be such a perfect time to come together as a family and say like, hey, let's pick another family or let's think about some people that are, um, have really built into us or are really significant to us. How could we serve them? And maybe we make it like a secret mission. You know, we drop something off at their door or we send them something in the mail or whatever. There's so many ways to serve other people right now. Absolutely. And what a better time. Um, I know this really has helped with us uh, to get the focus off of, like, what am I getting for Christmas mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. make it more about how can we give to somebody else yeah. at Christmas. Yeah. So I thought that was so neat. Um, you know, and I know this is a year of COVID. So <laughs> in the past, this has looked like for us making treats and stuff and giving it to neighbors yeah. and taking our Christmas card with a, you know, a basket full of treats and so we might have to rethink some of that stuff um, to make it safe this year. But, you know, that is a beautiful thing, I think, in the middle of Advent is that we want to put some action 
to these to the their faith and right. to the truths about God that we're learning. We don't want to just fill their heads with knowledge, but we want this to come and land in their hearts and then have that inspire some action right. in them and in us. Totally. And I think having a purpose to why we're living um, in this world, um, living for Christ, um, gives us such meaning and significance in the midst of, of going through a world that's chaotic and confusing and crazy, mm-hmm. we can have purpose in, in how we're living our lives because we're living it for a greater cause and a greater purpose, and that is for Jesus. Yes, yes, absolutely. So then the third thing that she mentioned is that kids really desperately need mm-hmm. connection right now. And again, you know, I don't have to tell you all the ways that we're living in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's different for all of us based on lots of different reasons. But um, this would be a perfect time it, while we celebrate Advent for them to connect with us as mom and dad, mm-hmm. for them to connect with their siblings, um, but also to look for other people and creative ways that we can stay connected right. as opposed to just hunkered down in our homes and in our our own circumstances. And so, you know, that's that requires creativity right yes. now. Um, but she gave a great idea, which I loved, uh, which is asking your kids, like, is there anybody in your life that you would want to send a Christmas card to or that you would want to drop off a treat for or that you would want to, you know, buy a special whatever for? Um, I think that's a neat thing to help, again, help them think beyond themselves mm-hmm. and, and to help them continue to foster relationships that are important. Um, you know, grandparents, extended family, all of that, that is so important. And so it may be different this year than it's ever been. Um, We we can't necessarily count on the traditional in-person ways that maybe we have always done things, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that we just disconnect from everyone um, because I think we're seeing so many ripples of that, what it's doing. And so, um, this is a great time for us as a family to really embrace the idea of how can we connect with other people? Yeah. How can we bless somebody mm-hmm. during Christmas? How can we share the hope mm-hmm. with others? And what would that look like? And so I just love those three things. Yeah, the practical benefits yeah. to, to implementing uh, some sort of Advent um, whatever that looks like for your family. You don't have to do the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, there's plenty of other great mm-hmm. biblical gospel-centered mm-hmm. approaches to instilling uh, hope in your kids by going through some type of Advent together. Yeah, even I was um, I scrolled across something today that said there's 24 days, you know, in December leading up to the birth of Christ. There's 24 chapters in the book of Luke. Mm-hmm. Such a great idea. Yeah. You could read a chapter every day with your kiddos or even just in your own quiet time with the Lord. And by the time you get to Christmas, you've looked at the whole life of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that gives you such a perspective of what this is all about, why we celebrate him. Mm-hmm. Because now we've seen how God sent him, the mission of his life, how he laid his life down, how the power of God resurrected him like what a better way to go into christmas day um, and to focus truly on the gift that jesus is than having just spent a month reading so you know this doesn't have to be a thing where you go buy a bunch of stuff or you Mm -hmm. invest in a million different um, tools you can just open your bible in fact there's not much better than opening your bible with your kids um, and as a family and so anyway we just hope today we can encourage you 
and all these things, um, and especially as we really work on the posture of our heart yeah. during this month. Yeah, I think preparing our hearts, making room for the king uh, is probably the most important thing. Um, you know, we, we know the whole story of Jesus in regards to his birth and Mary and Joseph looking for a place there in Bethlehem. There's no room in the inn. Um, and so we see that and it's like, all right, how do we make room for Jesus in our lives today? And I think the best way we can do that is by the posture of our heart. And I think the posture of our heart uh, that's made ready to receive the king is, is, is a heart that's humble, mm-hmm. broken of our pride. And, and, and in humility, we're ready to receive the truth of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think asking God uh, to break us of those places that are hardened towards yeah. him, to soften us, and to make the, 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 I guess, as it says in the Old Testament, break up the fallow ground around our hearts so that the seed and truth of God's word can be planted and by the Holy Spirit spring forth and produce life and the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our prayer for our, not only our family and our kids is that God would, would make us would make us a people who are ready uh, to meet with the king. Mm-hmm. Prepare the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Every mountain be lowered, every valley lifted up, um, and that a red carpet would be <laughs> rolled out yep. for the king to come in and have his rightful place in our lives, and that's enthroned in our hearts. Yeah, it reminds me of Psalm 130, verse 5, which says, I wait for the Lord my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning. And I mm. love that because we wait, but we wait with hope. Hopeful expectation. Yep. And thankfully, as believers, uh, as it says in First Peter, uh, we're born again into a living hope, hope. Yep. because the tomb is empty and Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. So let's pray. We're so thankful to have you listening today. Hope this was an encouragement, uh, beneficial, and hopefully will spur you on to starting uh, a new tradition with your family this Christmas of implementing Advent. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time. We're so grateful for the Word of God that's living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, divides even to the very thoughts and tensions of the heart, reveals who we are. And what is revealed is we are people who need a Savior. And thank you that you didn't leave us in our sin and in the darkness, but you came for us. And that's the story of the Bible. The Bible is not us finding God. The story of the Bible is God coming after us. And you took a billion steps to come after us. Mm-hmm. And you invaded this world some 2,000 years ago. And we're benefits of that because that invasion that took place as the angels proclaim, uh, we benefit because your mission when you came that first time to this world was as a savior. As it says in Matthew 121, his name will be Jesus because he will rescue his people from their sins. So thank you for the mission for which you came and accomplished at the cross. And we anticipate <laughs> your second coming. Mm-hmm. So we look back with celebration over your first coming, and we look with anticipation of your second coming because most assuredly as you came the first time, you are coming the second time as well because you're a God who keeps his promises. Thank you for everyone today that's listening. Grateful this season of year to celebrate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you yeah. this December as you celebrate Advent. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap on the family huddle this week. Hopefully you enjoyed our surprise bonus Advent episode. Um, and as Travis and Stephanie mentioned, I, our goal is that this would be encouraging for you and for your families, give you a little bit of background and perspective on what Advent 
is um, the idea of anticipation, expectation, um, and that there's hope. We're not just um, expecting just to expect, but we can anchor our hope in the coming of Jesus. Uh, And for us, we know the full story. Um, So again, like they mentioned, we would love to hear what Advent is looking like in your home this year. Um, And we do actually have a giveaway currently happening through our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. So if you find us there, it's at Grace Church Family Ministries. And just let us know what is Advent looking like for your family. Um, What are you hoping it's going to look like? Or if you have some funny stories, whether really good or maybe some fails, um, like Stephanie had said It's really good to collaborate and hear what's working, maybe not working for other people, but we've got some fun things we'd love to gift to our Grace families in this season. And as always, uh, feel free to share this episode, uh, comment, like, uh, repost, um, all of that. It helps us and hopefully these podcasts are helping you and we will see you again soon. 